0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unraveling with me, your host, Nikki. Happy November 8th. I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas is just right around the corner and I'm always rushing. Well, this year it feels like I'm rushing to get these Christmas gifts and last year I was just... I was on a roll. I was basically Santa Claus last year and you know what? This year... Nah, we're not doing that again, because we are balling on a budget, and I just feel so rushed. I haven't gotten anything. Well, I've gotten a couple things, but it's just like, come on now, you know? But anyways, I'm giving myself grace, because I am going through the motions, and, you know, I've got other things I'm working on. But what I really want to talk about today is what's been coming around the corner, and as seasons change, as temperatures drop, seasonal depression starts to creep in, and what I've noticed is, or what I guess I've realized when seasonal depression comes in is I've recognized my symptoms and what that looks like for me, and for me, I feel... That my mood swings are swinging like crazy because in the morning, this happened a couple days ago in the morning, I was feeling totally fine, woke up, felt good, got my errands done. And, you know, um, towards the afternoon, I just felt so exhausted, tired, and I just didn't want to talk to anybody and I was just, when I'm tired, I get irritated easily and i get annoyed easily and so i'm just not a good person to talk to and so i've realized that when i am feeling tired or exhausted i tend to isolate myself because i don't want to project my internals um onto other people and i don't want them to see me in this current state i'm in where i'm not fully like 100 percent or i'm not myself and so i'm learning to recognize these symptoms of not feeling like myself and what that looks like um other things that i've seen are when i become more quiet because when i become more quiet it's either two things either i'm overthinking overanalyzing and i'm just keeping a lot to myself or i really am in a peaceful state of mind and i'm comfortable around you and it's just it's it's i don't know for me silence can go both ways other ways are bad eating habits i've recognized that in the past my seasonal depression starts kicking in when i've realized that when i've noticed that i'm not eating well again i'm eating less my eating habits are going back to the way they were which is not very good and Starting, you know, even earlier out this year, when I became a flight attendant, my eating habits got better because I felt weaker and just more tired. And so I had to maintain a healthy body. And I, you know, that job forced me to take care of myself. And so that's one of the good things I admired about that job. Other things I've realized are just feeling like I'm disconnected from who I truly am when I am on my phone a lot more, when I'm laying in bed a lot more, and I'm an overthinker, and so I tend to dwell on a lot of things. Even my roommate told me this. She's like, you tend to dwell on the things you've done or thoughts you've done or mistakes you've done in the past, and when I heard that, I'm like, damn, that is so, so true. I do tend to dwell on... Past conversations, past mistakes, just things I've said and done, and it just doesn't help. You know, it just makes things, I guess, worse for me because I tend to overthink and I just get overwhelmed and I just some I just lay in bed, existing, and I'm just over analyzing and reevaluating my life, and so I fall into this big pit. So, what do I do? what do we do? And, you know, it takes time, it took me a long time to realize that, wow, I'm going through it again, you know, and I'm having these episodes, and it took me, it took a lot of time, I guess, you know, it comes with time, that I have learned to develop healthier coping habits, and what I do when I do feel it to seep in. Some things I do are isolating myself, and yes, it has its limitations and to a certain extent it's a healthy way you know and the way I look at it I've mentioned before I thrive in my own company I also isolate myself when I don't feel like myself and what I mean by that is when I'm tired when I'm exhausted and when I'm just not in the right headspace I won't answer any texts or phone calls for a while until I've at least taken a nap because I have just made some mistakes in the past where I would pick up the phone or answer any calls that came my way even though I was tired and you know like I mentioned if I'm tired I get frustrated and irritated and I say things that I regret and I just don't want to go through that again and so i'm learning to prioritize my peace and i'm learning to prioritize my mental health by disconnecting from people when i need to to feel like myself again until i do i isolate myself and yes to a certain extent it has its boundaries you know um obviously if you are Feeling the severity of depression and anxiety, you should seek out some type of help, whether it's from friends, family, or strangers that you have um, met along the way that you've created stronger connections with. Just anybody, really. If you feel like you're self-sabotaging or self-harming yourself, I would talk to somebody about it. Because... When I was going through my episodes of self-harm and self-sabotaging, I was just, in a way, doing that to release the stuff that was inside. I I don't know. It was just my way of feeling like I needed to feel this pain, you know? I self-harmed because I felt like I... I needed to feel that pain and suffering at its fullest and it was really toxic it was really really bad I felt like I needed to feel something else other than the feelings I was currently feeling I was trying to avoid the pain and the trauma by feeling something else physical pain and so it was my way of escaping and avoiding the internals that were going on and what i was feeling yes internally and so this is just a reminder that things that you feel things that you're thinking are temporary just like things in life and in nature it comes and goes and I hope that you guys learn to recognize your symptoms when they start to arise because I feel like, you know, I have my episodes here and then, here and there, but I haven't gone back to self-harming in about two years, to be honest. Two years or maybe a year and a half, but... I am so proud of how far I've came, and I'm so proud of myself for not caving in to those toxic and unhealthy habits of self-harm again, and it's about giving yourself grace in these times, you know. I know our environment affects our mood very much as the days get um, darker and it just doesn't seem like you can do as much outside and it just feels so mellow and depressing but give yourself some grace because we're human i think that everybody needs a little reminder once in a while that our feelings are valid what we're thinking is valid we're human It's like people have this preconceived notion of what they see on Instagram is what life actually is, and I'm trying to disconnect from Instagram a little bit more and be fully present in the things I do and the things that I feel because, like I said, I'm human and I need to take a break once in a while from people from social media and it's important to take care of yourself self-care looks like so many things for so many people at different ages at different economic states and that's another thing i want to talk about in my future episodes is what does self-care look like to you for me it looks like taking a well-needed nap self-care looks like going for walks with music, without music, whatever I'm feeling. Self-care looks like cooking my self-nourishing meals. Self-care looks like watching a movie by myself or with others and enjoying a relaxing time. Self-care looks like doing my makeup on a random day going nowhere. Self-care looks like going to the library and immersing yourself in books and entering new realms through books self-care looks like? Trying to meditate. Self-care is trying. Self-care is trying. Let me say that again. Self-care is trying. What I mean by that is if you're trying to be a better version of yourself, props to you because at least you're trying. I don't know anybody who has been given shit for trying because I feel like if you do shit on people who are trying, you're just a shitty person yourself because I admire those who are willing to try different hobbies, different careers, different um just different things. And I admire that so much. It's admirable to be trying. And I think that distracting yourselves in a healthy way such as trying a different hobby, trying out a different recipe, trying out a different route in the road, I often do that sometimes just so that I can get a little lost. Sometimes when I have time, or when I'm on a road trip, or if I'm on my way to work and I know a different path, sometimes I try it out to see if I'm going the right way. I I like to challenge myself once in a while. and. I love the fact that I'm trying different things out and knowing what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, and it's just these things that are good for you. There's healthy distractions, and there's not-so-healthy distractions like scrolling through your phone, Instagram, or TikTok, those are unhealthy distractions. Um, Distracting yourself with people who aren't good for your mental health isn't good for you, excuse me. But healthy distractions look like trying out different hobbies for me, you know? Distracting yourself by reading a different book and I don't know, I tend to talk to myself (laughs) and talk to... I don't know about myself in my journals and this is I guess my way of a healthy distraction is sharing my stories and my experiences with you guys about seasonal depression and anxiety and what I do when it seeps in because when I'm having a depressive episode I'm in my lows and so I tend to do things that I'm not so proud of, like I mentioned before, self-harm or self-sabotage, and I just get overwhelmed, you know? And some other ways I've been learning to cope throughout the years are to cry. I just want to let you guys know, that is probably one of my favorite things to do, um, to use as a coping mechanism when I am feeling like I'm going through a depressive episode, is crying because I feel like crying is a great way to release what's truly going on and you might think oh that's depressing that's sad but we're human need I say more we're human and I feel like it's it should be normalized to have a good cry once in a while and allow yourself to really feel and that's why I love to isolate myself when I am going through an episode because alone I am comfortable with unmasking my true identity and who I really am crying without fear of judgment crying without fear of having to project it on other people and make them feel bad Um, alone I feel like I can really be my full authentic self and allow the heaviness to just, I don't know, take not take over, but release the heaviness and self-care and taking care of yourself is very, very difficult. I know I talk about this all the time, but I talk about what self-care looks like, but you know, self-care is difficult. It's not easy to take care of yourself because at the end of the day it's something you can't do like just leave behind or do and then come back to it self care is sitting with yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and being patient with yourself self care is so difficult you know it's something I'm try I've been working on for probably the last five years and there's so much more I am learning about myself and I'm learning to be more patient with myself I'm learning to give myself more grace because everybody needs some grace and when you are taking care of yourself it's just huge because you you have to sit with yourself it's like You can't just leave because it's you that you have to sit with you you have to be patient with you that you have to go through life with because at the end of the day like they say all you have is you you have been the most consistent thing in your life you have stuck around through heartbreaks trauma through all the heaviness and I applaud you for that. I applaud us for how far we've come, and I think it's really important to remind ourselves how far we've came, and how much more we need to look forward to, because every decade I heard from people I've been interviewing, every decade of your life, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, your 90s, and when you reach 100, every decade gets better. Every decade, you get to know yourselves more. You start becoming your authentic self, and it takes time. It's not like in one year, you're on a roll, and you you feel like you really found yourself. But I feel like there's so much more to who you are. The people you're surrounded by teach you a lot about who you are. The people who have left you teaches you about what you're capable of. And that is a lot. I feel like people who have left your life have taught you what you're capable of. And how much love you have. And how you can turn your pain into something beautiful. I applaud those people who stay genuinely kind and polite and still pour out love even though they've endured so much pain. I applaud those people who choose joy over, I guess, over bitterness. I applaud those who choose joy over bitterness and who haven't allowed what they've gone through to take over them but have transformed their pain into progress. And so I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed speaking about my experiences and my stories. I love you and I hope to see you in another episode soon. And reminder to take a deep breath with me you're releasing the tensions from all the things that make you feel stagnant and drink lots of water as the days get colder our skin gets more dry they get dry and that just sounded so weird more dry anyways um, don't forget to hydrate drink tons of water lotionize or oil up and take care of yourself I love you.